I won! Yeah, we know. <laughs> but at what? At what cost, though? At what cost? Everything. <laughs> and then you grab but Chad I still Gable. Won. You grab Chad Gable, you toss him off the side of the cliff, and now you have the King of the Ringstone. <laughs> Dread it. Run from it. Corbin still arrives. <laughs> he is inevitable. Every WWE like internet fan for the last three years. <laughs> So welcome to Fight Boys, the show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I'm your host, the bad boy of podcasting, Scary Moore. Nobody acknowledges that title. Hail to the king picker, Blake Tanner. Oh, that was, a, that was good. Uh, I'm confused <laughs> as to why Cesaro wore dress pants in his match against Rey Mysterio. <laughs> the Dylan... And and sneakers like there's there's forgetting your gear like they're they're sponsored by Tappa. There's a pair of like brand pants in the back that they could have handed the man, or like a pair of shorts he could have gone KO style. No, full dress pants and Nikes, like a champion. Somebody was like, "Why is Cesaro cosplaying as Steve Blackman for this match?" You know how much shit I would lose if, if freaking Cesaro went out and started doing the glow-in-the-dark fucking nunchucks routine? Are you insane? I would post that gift to everything. He would be world champion by the end of the night. Yeah, I was at work, and I was like, oh, okay, let's just see what's happening, because Ray's having a match. Oh, he's having a match against Cesaro. Oh, C- Cesaro's in, in pants. Why is Cesaro in pants? And I, I know it I had thought he, to have been... I a, thought he was wearing tights. I thought he had, like, transitioned to tights, and then I looked at him and I was like, those were his dress pants that he go, that he goes to work in. And yeah. some Nikes. I was like, I'm pretty sure those aren't even his shoes. I'm pretty sure somebody gave him the... Oh, did Frontier lose Cesaro's luggage? <laughs> you know what? You know what? Yes. Like, I know it had to have been a good match. It was Rey Mysterio and Cesaro, but still, the whole time I was watching, going, the fuck are these pants? I can't pay attention to what you're doing because of these pants, Cesaro. I love those pants. So, question, when's the when's the, the draft again? I got my October? It's October 11th and 14th, I think. Okay, so, so it's, it's after, like, right after, right after Hell in a Cell, we're just going to draft everybody out? Yeah, it's it's right yep. after Brock Lesnar beats Kofi Kingston for the fucking title because that's something that happened this week. By the way, if you replace the duddas with fuck yous, it, it goes just <laughs> just as well. Fuck, fuck, fuck you, fuck you, fuck, fuck you. Yeah. And then he does the jump up to the apron, he does the hip thrust, and the fucking fireworks go off. It's like the perfect exclamation <laughs> yeah. point. As a matter of fact, that is him just fucking you. Yeah. yeah. That was another one of those Scotty work moments where Scotty was at work and went, 
All right, let's see what Kofi's up to. Let's see what how the Randy thing is gonna go on. Because like last week, my argument for the revival winning the tag titles was, oh, now they can continue that whole rivalry out. No, instead we're just gonna get Brock, and Brock's gonna be here. Brock's back now. Also, very tiny Brock. I don't think I've ever seen a Brock this skinny since ever. You know, you know how the commentary team's gonna sell it is that Brock is now more freakishly agile, which is honestly scarier. Yeah, he could be. He is though. Like Brock was already freakishly agile for a man that weighed like two eighty. If he's like a, if he's like a tight two forty five. Like you're fucked. It's over. He's gonna. He. I want to see that. What are the odds of the shooting star press? I do. I do really hope that this was just a situation where. Brock finally was like, all right, I lost the title. All right, fuck it. I'm just doing cardio now. <laughs> he's going to do some cardio. It's no big deal. He, he He's uh, doing DDP yoga? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one of those moments where I was happy and sad at the same time. I was very sad because Brock's back and he's probably going to beat Kofi for the title. But I was happy because before that, all I really had to talk about was Luke Harper, and I was like, oh no, we have nothing to talk about this week. You don't think that we could pull a Luke Harper conversation into an entire segment? How little faith ye have. (laughs) Look at that big beard man's back. Big beard man back. He's helping. He's helping Redbeard Man. Yep. And so they can by reform the, way, the beard squad. By the way, I wanna I wanna ask the, the sincere question. So, like, has Luke Harper been like like now demoted to the point of like sub lackey? Because Eric Rowan was already a lackey, and like if Luke Harper is now like sub lacking for that, that might be how they're getting the revenges. You're gonna be on TV. But you're going to be under Eric Rowan, which is the worst punishment we can think of right now, other than being Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> the thing with the thing with Eric and Harper is like those two once they get together, it's this like they're going to be doing this forever kind of thing in the WWE. Oh no, just for five more, just for five more months. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Until count it, get- count it down with me, boys. Royal Rumble happens, and we don't see Luke Harper anymore. <laughs> Nope. I did enjoy the fact that they did just full-on Nexus Daniel Bryan and fucking Roman at the end of the show tonight. They did they just, attack like, Tom Phillips? They did not attack Tom Phillips. But actually, wait, no, no, I think they did. Because yeah. At what, at what that, point they didn't I just show saw, that on the clip I watched. I was like, yeah. uh, they were like, is Tom Phillips dead? And I was like, I missed the murder of Tom Phillips? <laughs> I feel like Corey Graves right now. I feel let down. I just, I was, it, it was a moment where a man in a commentary seat got thrown, but commentary kept going. And I'm like, are y'all not going to address this? And I'm flying through the air, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. It's like a bad dream, and it just won't quit. <laughs> <laughs> I No matter what, whatever the person that was thrown from that commentary desk could have yelled would have been better than the phrase beta cup. Oh, fuck. Wait. Don't remind me about that. Wait, hold on. No, 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 no. This is real? This really happened? Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Monday night. Yeah. Oh, dude, don't remind me about that. The only Monday good, night, the only- baby gender reveal party. Yeah. <laughs> 
Maria Canellas said that Ricochet was the dad. Yes, it which spawned tons of memes of Maria says Ricochet is, ba- is baby daddy, Ricochet. And then they put, like, the clip of Idris Elba on Hot Ones. <laughs> just be like, and oh, then no. Rusev comes out, full porn stash. I love it. I want him to be, like, the new sexual chocolate. No, hold on, I just need to say, he looks like Epico. He oh, looks exactly, fuck. or was it Primo? He looks like one of the colognes. Like, he came out, he has the exact same mustache and hair. I legitimately was confused. I thought one of the rising stars had just got buff. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this whole thing leads to Corey Graves calling Mike Canellis a beta cuck. Fuck. I really, so that explains, someone on Twitter was like, the, the Attitude Era's back, baby! It's back again! New Attitude Era! And then two minutes later put... New Attitude Era is over. Corey fucking ruined it. Corey <laughs> ruined it so quickly. Corey, it was back. Corey made it bad. Which, I'm gonna be honest, that most of that segment was pr- pretty hilarious. Yeah. I want you to know, the Street Profits are gold. The Street Profits... Yeah, if you didn't know already, just put less, less Angelo Dawkins. But, like, the rest of that is just... Like, I feel like it was Booker T who was like, yeah, the, uh, that guy, that guy is going to be a future world champion. And the more I look at him, I was like, yeah, at yep. least strong IC champion, strong IC championship, like, like run in his future. And you can put him with Bianca and they can just like, just like kind of rule like one show for a while. It'll be like Maria and Mike Kanellis, but good. Yeah. I don't know yeah. who Mike Kanellis pissed off in the back to get this gimmick but i feel so bad for him i hope i hope like maria is just holding it back like i'm so sorry that this is happening babe but think of all the free money i got or i'm gonna get from being on maternity leave and we can just buy that second lamborghini that you can drive around to help boost your shattered (laughs) ego it's it must be okay who in the back was it a Corey Graves call or was it someone from the back giving feeding him that line? Oh, that was Corey. That was a straight up Corey Graves Corey. OG call. That was just that was just Twitter boy Corey coming out. Yeah. I hate. I hate. By the way, it's really. I feel really bad because like over time, I've grown to hate Corey Graves. And if you told me that like over a year ago, I would have thought you were crazy because he was like my low and bright point in commentary. And then for some reason, and then after his whole like thing with Carmella, I've just hated him more and more. Not mm-hmm. as much as Michael Cole, but that's impossible. But more and more and more. Fuck me. There was it Later. when Kane when Kane came out. Oh, he's the best. He's so he was so fucking good. And Michael Cole found a way to ruin it. By the way, can we all talk about the can we all talk about the bullshit of the fact that that Kane beat five people? <laughs> Cool. <laughs> Kane beat the tag team champions and the entire OC by Wait. himself. Can we address? He's technically beat six people because he also pinned our truth for the twenty four seven title. No, 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 no. That was that was Knox County Mayor Glenn Jacobs. Jacobs, <laughs> yes, yeah. completely different person. Completely different person. Although it was really cool that they did get the Knox County Mayor on the show. Yeah, I, I didn't know how they would do that. Like, it's okay. I'll find a new baby face for the week. Let's talk about Mayor Kane. Is twenty four seven. Let's talk about the fact where he ran off saying, "I still got it," and he ran. Can we just talk about how beautiful and how much I love 
Kane. Like, overall, I like, love- if you look back at his whole career, there was a rough, like, eight years there, but, like, the... <laughs> But, like, the first, it was the whole time he was bald. Like, I'm sorry. Like, that whole, that was, it was rough. After he shocked Jay, or after he shocked Shane McMahon's penis and set JR on fire, that was a rough four year, four or five years. But yeah, then yeah. Team Hell No happened, and, like, the last five was pretty good. And then the first eight was great. Um, but, like, th- that Anytime was. Anytime he was in the suit, though, it was either hit or miss. Uh, it's, it, it was, it was pretty hit because, like, he was just so. Like, he was straight man about it. I was like, aren't you the guy that wore a mask that had a fake wig attached to it? Like, who are you to criticize anyone? Yeah. My favorite was when he stepped up against LG, old Luke Gallows, and both of them fought. My, I was just like, it's fake Kane all over again. Get him, baby. (laughs) Oh, no, it's fake. It's fake Knox County Mayor Glenn Jacobs. Oh yeah. man, that was that was so that was that was such a good thing. Archer thinking he was the president. Oh god. <laughs> I didn't see that. God, that's good. Fuck me. I forgot about that whole thing. And then and then he won the title by R Truth running into the goalpost at the fucking like Tennessee Falls Stadium. And that was yeah, ah yeah. beautiful. Beautiful. And then the fiend showed up, and I gotta tell you, shit, shit was hype. Shit, that's that slapped. That segment I, slapped. I, I had not been so full masked during a segment in wrestling or WWE for a long time. Like, like oh, the yeah, bit, yeah. the bit where even Seth Rollins looked scared. That was yeah. good because I was like, no, no, no. We've all had that feeling where there's like something scary, and you're backed into a corner, and you're like, fuck, this is it. This is how I die. This is how we're going out. And like Seth Rollins showed all of that. I also yeah, want to know how Bray. The bad was. thing about it was the fact, and I brought this up to you guys, the fact that they didn't time it well because there was still like a minute and a half left for Raw, and they just and they did knew- a minute and a half of warped fucking Firefly Funhouse yeah. intro, and, and, and I was just like, they Can we? played the whole thing. Over and over and over again. Because it was clear, like, oh, the ending shot needs to be Bray staring at Seth intimidatingly. And it was a badass shot. It looked amazing. They've got the lighting down perfect for him. But then they're like, wait a minute, there's still like two minutes left before we have to go to fucking straight up Steve Austin. What do we do? Just play a bunch of funhouse shit. It doesn't matter. People eat it up. And you did, didn't you, Scotty? And you did. It was a whole lot of me staring, going, when's it, what's, what's gonna happen? What, is it gonna change? Is it gonna, gonna be a yaoi wow? Nope, it's just this. It's just still this, and that's it. So, um, how, how long are we putting the match at Hell in a Cell at? Like, yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking like Brock Lesnar, John Cena, SummerSlam 2014 levels of like get wrecked. Yeah. Although that one lasted for like a full fifteen, or maybe yeah. even right, right, right. But it's just gonna be like okay. I'll give it like seven, seven minutes straight destruction, like, and then end with the mandible claw, and like the ref calls it. Like I'm, I'm, yeah. I'll keep the, it. I'll keep it at a tight five. I am terrified because of the way they've played it. Because like. Because Seth's got nothing. He has nothing. So, like, the more it's building up to, oh, the Kingslayer, he walks in and he conquers his fear of the creepy clown man at Hell in a Cell, and then it doesn't turn out the way we want it to, which is a really scary thought. He's going to go for, uh, what was it called again? The Knee? He's going to go for The Knee, and then he's going to get Sister Abigail, and then it's going to be Mandible Claw Death. That's, I'll call that spot now. 
I <laughs> that's it. I, man, that's a, that would be really good though. That would be really good. It's either that or they redo WrestleMania 32 and it's like a or 31 and it's a step up like blackout and then he catches him with a mandible claw in midair. Those are the only two like real badass endings I can think of. God, that just reminds me of one of the best spots I've ever seen. I was genuinely waiting during it for uh, he mandible claws Kane, which, by the way, when Kane came out, I'm like, beat everybody up because I need the fiend to kill you. And then he did. But I was waiting for when the fiend got him to the ground, Seth to just come out of nowhere and hit the stomp and then run away like, I fucking got him. I got him, guys. I will run like Bailey after classic champions. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was good. I left my straightener on in the back. Oh, that was very good. I'm very happy that she retained. Yeah, yeah, Um, But, you know what? I really, I don't know how, uh, I guess I'll say I'll finally buy The Fiend when he sticks his big old hand down The Undertaker's throat. It's gonna happen, you know it is. And he's gonna actually take his powers this time, instead of the last time where he took his powers, and then the Undertaker just said, nope. Nope, I'm gonna take them back. They're mine now. That was a terrible year. That was a terrible year. So did we watch Clash of Champions, or was it just me alone in a beach house watching Clash of Champions? Oh, boss, it was 9.30... And I was playing video games because that day I I was so fucking busy and I just needed to decompress. And then I looked over and I saw a Twitter notification for Clash of Champions. Like, I said, oh shit, that's tonight. And then you went back to playing video games. I did. Yeah. We all knew the end of that story, Blake. You don't have to worry. We all know what happened. Of course. I... If you expect anything more of me, then you'll only ever be disappointed. I mean, I will give you the the notes, and the notes are this. Only Sasha and Becky. That's the only good match on the card. The rest of it just happened, and then The Fiend showed up and kind of just stared at people while holding Seth Rollins' head. Oh, so he really cut Seth's head off? Yeah, 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 he cut his head off, and now Seth Rollins is dead. Yeah, the Becky match was really... It was good. I was having a rough night, so I was like, I can, I'll watch bits and pieces of this. And then at one point, Sasha gets a chair, hits Becky with it, goes for the pinfall, referee... Becky kicks out because she's fucking Becky Lynch. Sasha gets PO'd, and then Becky goes to hit Sasha with the chair, hits the referee instead... And the ref so takes the belt- a TNA ref bump. <laughs> yeah, let me put it. And then there we go. They go fight into the stands across <laughs> the back. She throws mustard on Sasha at one point, and then they get back into the arena, fight down, and then finally, actually, no, the referee never makes his way back to his feet. That's how devastating this chair shot from Becky Lynch was, until at one point, Michael Cole has to be the one who's like, hey, Becky got disqualified. Hope you guys wanted to know that, because it's been a little bit confusing. I I thought they were going to get back in the ring, the ref was going to get back up, and then just keep calling the match like normal. There was a a moment on Monday Night Raw where, where Becky was cutting the promo for Hell in a Cell. And like she was all whatever. And there it was it was a brief moment uh during that where I was like, God, Seth Rollins is a lucky man. 
Yeah. And, I, I, and, like, all of Becky's promos have been, like, super good and natural, just like always. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for her to just beat the shit out of Sasha. It's gonna be the best match. I'm so looking forward to that. I'm sad I can't watch it live. Oh, well, I'll live. I've been, I've been burnt out. I haven't watched much wrestling the last few weeks. That's how I felt when I was watching Clash of Champions. Like, I turned it on, and I can't remember what match it was, but I was like, ah. I'm even that way with New New Japan. I need to get a Fire Stick so I can watch it, like, because Ryoku doesn't have the New Japan app, but Fire Stick does, so I can, like, watch it from, like, my bed, and I can just be like, okay, this is fine. This is... Yeah, this is... I'm about to fall asleep to wrestling. Not just that, just so I I can, like, spend the last, like half hour, hour of my night, just, like, watching a couple things, slowly get caught up. Yeah, for the last few months, I mean, since I moved into an apartment with no cable, like, my television has just been off, because I just don't have cable. Get you, get you a Raku, baby. Get you a fire stick. I'm sorry, what was the first one you said? A Raku, baby. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, <laughs> get the Ruku. Get the Ruku. <laughs> chuppy, chuppy, pee pee. Ruku. Okay, that was. You are now banned <laughs> from, you- from New Japan. I'm banned from using Raku. The Raku? The Raku. The Raku. <laughs> Stop. If, if you smell <laughs> what the Raku is cooking. Do you know? Do you know what isn't cooking? All of our lovely patrons over at <laughs> Patreon.com/slash a load of BS, where you can be a BS Moon Marine or a Fight Boy or whatever the fuck they call the people that watch uh, opposite attractions. Um, unfortunate. I think that's what they call those people. Um, Op-heads. And <laughs> Op- that's it. Yeah, that's and it. you get access. You get access to the exclusive show you paid for this where we watch terrible movies and commentate over them. Our Discord, you get shouted out on the show of your choice every single week. Like that absolute piece of shit, Ghazi. That motherfucker. And if you want to join him, if you want to try to beat him for the title of Patreon champion, you can at patreon.com slash a load of BS. Yes. Oh, speaking of, I, I, I've just been neglecting the chat, so I don't even know if Gazi's here or not. Uh, that's that's fine. Oh, by the way, I, I haven't even opened it. By the way, I, I I know who we should tweet at this week. Somebody we haven't tweeted at yet. Okay, okay. <laughs> Big cast. No, no, no. We should tweet. We should tweet at Michael Nakazawa. <laughs> and we should and we should confirm that he's going to be on the the premiere of AEW on TNT. And ask him how much baby oil he's bringing with him. Because we have to make sure he's bringing enough <laughs> to gross out an entire arena of people. So, at Michael, dear... No, 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 dear Michael Naka, comma, Naka, comma, Naka, comma, Nakazawa. <laughs> you have to put the full thing. I don't know we can at him and do that at the same time. You do the Naka Nakas and then you put the at. Oh, Okay. Dearest Naka Naka at Michael Nagazawa, please tell me your. Please make sure to bring enough baby oil to the premiere of AEW on TNT on at TNT. Here's the thing: Michael Nagazawa seems like the kind of guy that would actually respond to us. Yeah, 
I'd go to a Michael Nakazawa meet and greet. Would you go to a Michael Nakazawa meet and greet? I'd go to a Michael Nakazawa meet and greet. <laughs> I'd shake his oily hand. I'd lo- I'd tell him how much I love that Jabaley match. Yeah. Ask him how it felt to take a take a bump on fucking dice. God, that was the best part of that match was the dice. Love people bearing that shit. I was like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Who do you think this audience is? It's a bunch of fucking nerds. So should we talk about the big cast incident? Because it is kind of relevant in news as of right now. It is, but it's also like we we talked about it before, and we talked about him getting better, but then he relapsed. But like now, Enzo's sticking up for him, and like that requires me to talk about Enzo, <laughs> and like Enzo already bought a ticket for like one of the Madison Square Garden shows, and like I gotta worry about that now. Oh no no no, that was last week. We already talked about it. It was apparently. A ticket for one of his family members, and he was just trying to stir things up on Twitter, because that's what Enzo loves to do. But, uh, yeah, I genuinely think the Joey Janela thing might have been... He, I don't think it was him having a personal problem with Janela. It was probably Enzo being like, that dude's there, go get him, biggin, <laughs> go get him. I really do think it might have been like a thing where he fell off the wagon... Because people were like he was acting erratic and irrational and angry. Or it might have been that he was on new meds. I don't know. That shit happens, too. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know the full story. We don't know the full story. But we, we here at Fight Boys hope that, that Big Cass continues his recovery and uh, hopefully gets, like, you know, a good deal somewhere. Because he seems to be, like, a, a pretty fucking shredded big man at the moment. And I want to see him face Lance Archer. Yeah, I want to know. Dylan, thank you so much for taking this into a different direction than I thought it was gonna go. I really want to know what his workout slash diet is, because like it wasn't a year ago when Fat Cass was a thing, and everyone was like, "Oh, look how big he's gotten," and he looks terrifying right now. Yeah, you know, you know what happened? He stopped being as depressed, and his his apartment isn't littered with booze and like fucking uh like. Like like half a grocery store worth of junk food. Yeah. And also it's he's like doing a- DDP yoga. I don't know if you know this, but DDP yoga is a modern miracle for all wrestlers. Your life in the shitter, DDP yoga. You're fat and out of shape, DDP yoga. Unless you're Chris Jericho, which you're still going to kind of look a little fat and out of shape. But, like, everything has its limits. At that point, you know it's just Chris Jericho. I mean... Chris just likes that bubbly too much. Also, can we just say, apparently the only thing that was making Chris Jericho look like an old, fat, out-of-shape dude was his beard, because he... Sh- oh, yeah, you talked about this. Yeah, he shaved, and it was immediately like, oh, yeah, Chris Jericho is still, like, a youthful, handsome man, but if you put that beard on him, he's instantly a... A 79-year-old man with one foot in the grave. Oh, kind of like you? Yes, exactly. You look like 35. Yeah, I'm like Big Cass. If I just didn't have all of these beer cans around me in depression, I would probably look exactly like Big Cass, height and all. I would be right there with them. Have you started doing DDP yoga? (laughs) I I need to go get the DVDs down and also find a fucking DVD player and then yeah, I'll be fine. I'm gonna crank it out. I told you that if if not, then just give me the DVDs because I'll do DDP yoga. I don't care. Yeah, but now I'll get fucking shredded. Yeah, I love DDP. But 
DDP's really kind of like a baby face to the entire professional wrestling industry constantly, but I want to know, who are your heels and baby faces of this week? Okay, since we already talked about it a little bit, um, I'm just going to say my heel for the week was Corey for being no. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I, I, um, I, I don't know how much more we could touch about it on it, but if I never physically hear the phrase beta cuck again, yeah. then I can die happy. If I ever hear it again, the entire rest of my physical lifespan will be tainted. I'm going to say it to you on your deathbed. I want you to know <laughs> that. <laughs> the last words you'll hear in this mortal life. Dylan, if you outlive me, then you will have earned it. By, uh, have you seen what's currently in your cup? I'll probably outlive you by a fair bit. <laughs> then you will have. Then you will have earned it. My uh, my personal favorite moment in the fight boys chat this week was when Blake goes, "Have you guys heard about like the two man announce team thing they're doing?" And apparently, Corey Graves is retiring. He's retiring from commentary. And I think me and Dylan were both busy, so we didn't respond to it. And then <laughs> we didn't just get the reply of. Never mind, Corey's just a fucking asshole. Well, I, I'd, I'd read the the whole like thread that was going on, yeah. and I wanted to do the thing. I wanted to do the thing that we do, where it's just like call response real thing. Oh yeah, yeah. It just didn't work because <laughs> we didn't because we didn't respond. Because we saw yeah, Corey Graves, Corey Graves, and we were just like, I'm not going to answer that. We're put that down because what was it he uh, was like oh, with all these rumors about announced teams i'd like to confirm one thing i am retired i'm retiring the jacket that i wear oh uh, yeah th- that was the very next thing was the jacket that i wear hot topic was having a sale i got brand new gear boo, 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 boo. so uh I have two. I have two heels. Uh, one, one serious, one not so serious. My not so serious one is uh, is Kane Velasquez, and he's the heel for because he should in no way, shape, or form be as fucking good at lucha as he is after like four months of wrestling. Fuck him. Fuck his incredible athleticism, and like he's like you think it'd be like an inspirational thing. Like you too can do like 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 wrestling at no matter what the age. But instead, it's just like. Oh, you have to be, like, a former pro MMA fighter to do... Fuck, okay, I guess it's never happening for me. You just gotta get sad. I've never seen a more terrifying-looking cutter than Cain Velasquez's cutter. Because it wasn't, like, a smooth Randy Orton jump cut. It was a jump, grab the head, and, like, spiked the dude down. And, of course, that's mostly on the guy who was selling, but holy shit, it was brutal-looking. But um, my my real heel is Randy Orton's fans for being little whiny bitches that Kofi Kingston won at Class of Champions and then subsequently Wang. like downvoted they they fifty percent downvoted Kofi Kingston's like like interview afterwards on YouTube and he was like yeah he has a pretty strong casual base and they were upset that Kofi won and I wanted to be like so you're saying they're racist. <laughs> <laughs> Casual racism. <laughs> Cash racism. Yeah, everyone's was... a little bit racist. <laughs> Sometimes everyone's a little bit racist. Sometimes. Yeah, I was experiencing that with not only fans but also anti-fans, and that was of Sasha Banks because 
Sasha Banks fans, rough. People hate Sasha Banks. Equally rough. Like, after the Chronicles Sasha Banks thing come out, I was like, okay, I understand she went through some tough times, but also they're probably painting her in a better light than what happened, because there are things that are confirming it this way. So I am moderate in the middle. But then it was like watching a war happen in front of me between the people who were like, she's worked so hard. And then the people who were like, yeah, but she cried backstage. And it was just people screaming. That's, at now, that's, hold on. That's the weirdest hold thing. On, hold people on. People who were like, she's We have a fight between she has worked so hard to attain the position that she's in. She's done so much. She has not let anybody bring her down. She's not let anybody... But she cried. How dare she have emotions? How dare she be a woman? How dare she, she cried? Anything? She's a woman of color. Those are the worst two well, things. No, no, I feel the full argument was it felt a little strange for her to basically say, I was in this position. Fuck you guys. I'm leaving for four months. And then instantly getting put in the main event where she, I mean, she belongs. She's good. But also, after that, it felt awkward, I think it's their argument that they were coming from. If you are a WWE follower and you aren't used to that happening at this point, I don't know what to tell yeah. you. Yeah, seriously. Like, there's a difference between saying, like, ah, oh, this is a weird booking decision and just hating somebody because of what they did. Yeah. How many times has it been something where, like, oh, somebody has returned, oh, they're getting a title shot, like, literally once every six months. They're just upset that it happened for a woman and a woman of color and somebody who they feel showed emotion and thus are weak um, because they're uh, they're beta cucks. <laughs> Damn it! Uh, now I'm... I'm... I'm sorry, the only thing I could do now is commit honorable seppuku with this spoon. <laughs> well, awesome. My- <laughs> Be sure you do it on camera. We want those good views. <laughs> well, my heel of the week is WWE creative because, yes, The Fiend is still amazing. Yes, The Fiend is still great. However, I am feeling the, oh no, they're about to start shoving him all the way down our throats thing because, like... It happened so fast. Like, I think he would appeared in segment, like, the first hour, like, twice. Then there was another segment where it was literally just him walking around, hanging up pictures on the wall. Like, it was a bunch of bizarre bullshit. And I'm like, uh, no, all you needed to do was opening segment and then have him attack Kane. But they didn't. And that's why. I, I feel like creative is going to get to the pushing them, pushing him down our throats very soon. I think that I understand um, where you're coming from, especially with the way that WWE has pushed wrestlers down our throats yeah. since they've allowed wrestlers less and less creativity. My only one shining hope in this is that Bray has enough creativity now that he is able to kind of do his own thing yeah. or pitch his ideas more readily. If they didn't let Dean Ambrose get away with it, what hope is there? <laughs> There's not much. Yeah. Um, but what little hope I have, I'm clinging on to, and I'm... That's fair. Uh, Blake, would you like Although, to talk about or your... Or else I've got the spoon ready. <laughs> Blake, would you like to talk about your baby face? Would that make you feel better, buddy? 
Yeah. Well, hold on. Can I also say a quick baby face goes to Bray because I saw him doing a signing and they did the signing on the Firefly Funhouse set and it's just Bray being the happy-go-lucky host of the show as he's walking around and signing for people and they're all like, yay! It was a very heartwarming moment. I would have preferred so much more if he had done it in the Fiend costume and they were crying. But I hate children, so... I mean, it was an adult. It was an adult who was happy, but okay. It was it was a man-child, don't lie to me. No, 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 it was a female... Re- you recognize your own, own kind, Scotty. It was a man-child, don't lie. No, it was definitely a female who definitely has a background of Jimmy Havoc on her phone. It's that kind of person, but still, I appreciated it. So what are y'all's baby faces of the week? Our truth. Um, I I love our truth and everything our truth does in this world because he is consistently able to make me guffaw and loud laugh in a way that is almost impossible in the rest of my life. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's my favorite thing was um. Oh, hold on, I have to sneeze. Oh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'll save it for later. I'll save it for the... Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Uh, Wrestling with Regret did, like, the top whatever burials by John Cena, which, by the way, reminded me why I hated John Cena. I had forgotten, because in the last, like, two years, like, it's been gone. But I was like, right, there was that ten years where I wished I wished anybody but John Cena would anything. Um, but they were like, yeah, it's hard to imagine that in, like, you know, like, freaking six years ago, R-Truth was a viable heel, like, one of the top heels in the company. And, like, you can't even imagine that now. Honestly, I would actually, if he, like, full 180'd into, like, full, like, old school heel again, that would be great. But... Well, that's where Crazy Truth came from, because it was... He was just a rapper, and then one day they decided to give him... Well, it was like a conspiracy nut thing, and then they just decided to have him run with it and get crazier and crazier, and that's why... And then he blew himself up on SmackDown. Yes! (laughs) And then there was that time he came out as a Confederate soldier. And then there was that time he he entered a ladder match that was actually a, a battle royale. And then yep. And then there was the time he thought he was at the wrong pay per view, like Arnold's grandma and Hey Arnold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, my uh, my baby face is uh, is Kenny Omega and AEW because they had that show in was it Singapore. I think it was Singapore. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah. And, like, he... Because apparently it got, like... Couldn't do it in 2017, and he, like, made a promise. Like, I'll I'll be back, and by fucking God, he was. And he and Rio had... My God, he General MacArthur. Yeah, and he came out, and everybody was like, oh, my gosh. Because, you know, like, superstar Kenny Omega. And he had, like, the matching gear with Rio, like, the full pink and and all that stuff. And it it seemed really... It seemed really cool. It seemed like a, a big deal for, like, that scene to, like, have that happen. And hopefully it, like, you know, helps invigorate all of that. But, yeah. Go Kenny Omega. Uh, hopefully he stops falling off the bandwagon soon. Don't see it happening. But, you know, I'd really, really like to get to the part in this, like, redemption arc where the redemption happens. Because I'm like, we're know. on the downswing, and it's so hard. It's so I'm fucking really hard. I'm really loving Crazy Kenny, because it may result in heel Kenny coming back, and that's my favorite well, Kenny that exists. It it won't. <laughs> 
You know who's you the can't. most marketable? You know who the most marketable baby face in that company is? It's John Moxley, but after that, it's Kenny Omega. <laughs> I don't know. Luchasaurus is up there too. I would say Luchasaurus oh, is there. Man. Luchasaurus has been the breakout baby face. Yeah. You know they're going to well, make him drop the Luchasaurus gimmick and get serious, and everybody's going to hate it, and he's going to go full heel and, like, decry Jungle Boy and, like, choke slam him and then murder, like, Lawn Dart Marco Stunt into, like, a announce table, and we're all going to laugh at that spot, but, you know. I hope that, I hope he does all of that, except he still does it as a dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> because I think that I he gets AEW a, is in a- I hope he gets a new mask that's, like, yeah. like more, like, Tyrannosaurus- and, like, that's mm. his new gimmick. And then he turns into a fiend? No. Don't. No. Also, uh, the bracket for the tag team tournament is come has come out. Any early predictions on who the first ever tag team champions will be? Uh, probably Lucha Bros. Yeah. Whatever the rest Lucha of the Bros is. Lucha Bros are my pick. Because I, I don't see... I know it's weird, but I don't see Private Party losing to Bucks. And I don't see Lucha losing to... Who are they? They're facing a, a boy and his dinosaur. So then you would have Private Party versus Lucha Bros. Lucha Bros win and then beat Dark Order. Uh, that's my predictions as of right now. But how awesome would it be if it was Best Friends? <laughs> It'd be very, very good. Um, honestly, my, gonna... honestly my, dream, my dream final is um, Best Friends versus Young Bucks. And the best yeah, friends yeah. get it. Because out of all of that, the only person they're not just like, they say they're like quietly 100% out of the, under the radar is the fucking, uh, is the best friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of AEW, my baby face of the week is someone being the best heel they can be, and it's MJF. Because this week on Road to TNT, MJF started out cutting a genuine, like, a normal MJF heel promo, which is basically He taking... roasted my entire home state. It was so awesome. Yeah, but my favorite was the switch, because it went from goofy heel, which he was very good at, to a serious heel, and I was like, wait, can he do that? And then he just leaned in and was like... You, yeah, he was like, you're an F. Is that legal? <laughs> you're an everyman. Everyone loves you. That's why everyone cares about you out there is because they think they're you, but they're not MJF. And like, it was just him running down the fact of, yes, you're the everyman babyface. And that's why you're going to lose is the fact that everyone relates to you because everybody else like you are failures. I'm like, Oh, my, fuck. Okay, MJF, bring the realness then. By the way, my quote of the year is still, hey, you want, I just want to go down to Applebee's and make fun of poor people. <laughs> <laughs> that was very... God, that was a he, great opener. He, he, he ascended a level at that point. Like, there was... I don't know why it is, but every time I, like, I like watch that or every time I say that to myself, I giggle for some reason. The phrase, hey, you guys want to go down to Applebee's and make fun of poor people? <laughs> I can't say it with a straight face. That... For some reason, every time I hear that phrase, it makes me cry in Sad Corbin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, my other baby face of the week is someone who is a legitimate baby face, and it's the fact that I love the way 
they did the Kevin Owens firing thing. Because usually they'll do something like when John Cena got fired because he lost to the Nexus. The next week, John Cena's enraged and he's just assaulting everybody. And he won't stop until he gets his job back. And it's always the fired person comes back and begins attacking. By the way, thank you for reminding me of another reason why I hate John Cena. (laughs) But yeah, it's all it's always the fired person comes back and does something crazy to get their What's job back. What's that movie? Back. 18 Reasons Why? It yeah, it's <laughs> like that except it's like 67 like maybe 80 reasons. Yeah, yeah, you play Dylan's tape and it's Dylan just All of yeah. All of that year after he lost to The Rock and then beat everybody and still claimed to have a shitty year, that's like number 4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh yeah, Ke- instead of doing that, Kevin just was like I'm going to fucking sue you. That's it. You could like you fired me under false pretenses. You there's no reason I should have been fired. I'm suing you for 25 million dollars and the ability to fire you in the middle of this ring. I'm like, "Oh fuck, yes, Kevin. This is everything I get cuz this is logical. Thank you WWE for a logical babyface for once in once in existence." Everybody asks, like, man, how do they come back from... How does Kevin come back from being, like, fucking buried by Shane McMahon? Legal action. That's how. Yes. Like, the one, the one thing WWE Lawyer. was afraid to... The one thing WWE was afraid to put in an angle because they thought that it would give the wrestlers ideas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for how the consequences of... Uh, there are no... Like, uh, all in California, all employees are employees now. There's no independent contractors. And, like, I can't wait to see how WWE tries to, like, lobby to n- still not offer insurance to people. It's going to be the best. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. And, well, my favorite part about that segment was the fact that the whole time Shane has the Shane look on his face. So I'm going, fuck, what's he going to say? What's his going to, what's going to be his argument? What's he going to come back with? And by the end of it, Shane was just kind of staring like, I'm fucked. Oh, no. What am I going to do? And then Kevin just runs up into the crowd and is like, fuck, yeah, I sued Shane McMahon. And that's how the segment ended. It was like, thank you, it was Kevin. Like, it was like it was like punk hit, like blowing a kiss to Vince McMahon, except it was Kevin Owens being like, lawyer. <laughs> Hey, hey, remember that time I headbutted your dad? Completely legal. That's <laughs> <laughs> illegal now. Statute baby. of limitations is up, bitches! <laughs> this summer, two men save the world. From who you ask? Everything invading robo penises. This show is not about those two men. <laughs> This show's just a load of BS. The show where Blake Tanner and Scotty Moore make up dumbass movies like that. We're your personal think tank. We're your two white guys, which fills the quota for a (laughs) podcast, I think. And we're just going to be here to have a good time and talk about sauerkraut. That's right. Except no substitutes, ladies and gentlemen, because this is that pure, uncut Yes. <laughs> good, good, uncut. Well, boys, there was a great pay-per-view last weekend. It was absolutely fantastic. I sat up and watched the whole thing. 
I'm not talking about Clash of Champions. I'm talking about a little pay-per-view called Beating the Elite. The last great JWF pay-per-view. But I want to know what happens next. So I think it's only fair that we turn things over to Captain Tibbs and Silver Spoon for another episode of JWF Monday Night War. So welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night War. I am your host, Silver Spoon, joined as always by the man who beat the elite. It's Captain Tibbs. Sills, I'm paying for it tonight. I got a hangover bigger than West Texas. That's right, Tibbs. We had us an absolutely amazing pay-per-view last Sunday. We saw the BS face off against your son Chuck and the Dylan. What was an amazing elimination match. And we saw Momoa Curry successfully defend his title against both members of La Flambeau. And then Tibbs in the finals of the King of the Steel City Tournament. We saw something I know you had to be happy to see because we have a king and his name is the Hammer Man. Hammer King Sills, don't you besmirch royalty. That's right, Tibbs. And honestly, that's the biggest question going into this episode of War. Who's the Hammer Man going to choose? He can face off against any champion of his choosing, the tag champions, the uh, captain's champion, or could he possibly be going? After this man coming out to the ring right here, the JWF World Heavyweight Champion, Momoa Curry. What do you think? Well, still, it'd be good if he went after the tag championships. He'd bring his brothers back in. If he wanted to go for the world championship against Momoa Curry, already fought Momoa Curry, he may even have a chance. If he wants to fight for the captain's championship, he'd have to go up against the dynasty. So he would have to fight against all of those men. I don't know, so it's a tough choice. That's right, Tibbs, but Momoa Curry, he's come out to our ring right now, and let me tell you something, you can see the damage to his body after that handicap match against both members of La Flambeau, but I don't think Momoa's upset. He seems happy, so let's go down to the ring and hear exactly what Momoa Curry has to say. They said I had bitten off more than I could chew. They said that facing off against those two monsters in this ring would lead to my demise, to the demise of the entire world. But it didn't. And you know why? Because I am the god of the JWF, and I refuse to ever let someone as weak-willed as my brother's minions bring us down. So as of today, I have to say to all of you that I am sorry for what you had to go through at the hands of La Flambeau. I'm sorry for what the locker room had to go through, but today I stand here in the center of the ring proud to say that La Flambeau is dead. And that's why... Sibs! Moa Curry, he's bragging, but... Unfortunately, La Flambeau are here, and they're coming out to the ring. Mojo Gruff is coming out, and he doesn't look happy, Tibbs. Oh, I thought he was dead. Well, let's hear what he's got to say. No, 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 no. Were you not just listening to what I was saying? La Flambeau is dead. Your quest is done, and you failed, Mojo. 
I beat you once, I beat you twice, and then I beat both of you within an inch of your lives. What else do I have to do to get you two assholes off my back? <laughs> Momoa, please do calm down. This stress, it's not good for you. All I wanted to do was come out and say that you are absolutely correct. Our quest to win the JWF Championship was a resounding failure. Because you are a literal god, there is no doubt about that. No matter how much we destroy the locker room, no matter how much we terrorize the fans, we've realized there's just no way that we can beat a god in this ring. But... But I've sat and thought about it for a long time, and I've realized we don't have to beat you. Because La Flambeau might be dead. <laughs> but the Leviathan will rise. Oh my god, Tim's from out of nowhere! Honeypot, the demon! Picks up Momoa by the neck with a huge choke breaker. And now he's got the champion held down with that vice-like grip on his skull. To the god of the JWF, what in the world's Lof Lombo doing? Oh, Sills, I don't like where this is going at all. Unfortunately, Momoa struggling under the might of Honeypot. He doesn't notice Mojo Gruff rushing into the ring and he's... He's got the belt. He's grabbed the JWF Championship, that holy symbol of Momoa Curry. He's dragging it a wrong way as the champion struggles to escape under the might of Honeypot, but it's just too much. Tim's Momoa's body going limp. Mojo rushing up the ramp, and Tim's Mojo Gruff has stolen the JWF Championship. Oh, that's definitely not good. I, I, it, that's very not good, Sills. It, 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 the fate of the world in the balance. What? Sills, we're going to have to fight for the fate. I'm going to have to go. What? So I'm going to make some calls. What was, what was he talking oh, about? He, he said the God, Leviathan will rise. Is that that is master? What, what in the world's going on, Tips? Oh, Sills, this is bad. This is bad. This is admittedly something I should have really considered. Oh, I shouldn't have made it such a powerful artifact, Silv. I should have made it melt people's faces off if they tried to steal it. This is all my bad. Well, Tibbs, let me tell you something right now. Uh, another thing that I know you weren't happy about was, of course, the result of the match when the Dynasty faced off against your son, Chuck Tibbs and the Dylan in an elimination match. And Tibbs, no matter how hard Dylan seemed to fight... Unfortunately, the Dynasty came out on top after a vicious SMG from out of nowhere from Scotty Moore put down the Lord of the Smart Side, allowing them to retain those titles. And Tibbs, I know you weren't happy about it. Oh, so I, I was proud of my son, no matter what happened. He was going to do everything in his power. The Dylan is a powerhouse. It just wasn't there night. Let's just say that. Hold on, I gotta text my security firm. Alright, well, while Tibbs does that, why don't we throw things backstage to one of our top interviewers who's there with Chuck Tibbs and the Dylan to hear their reactions to their defeat at the hands of the Dynasty. Let's have a listen. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Don the Don McDonald backstage here with the team of Chuck Tibbs and the Lord of the Smart Side himself, the Dillard. Now, boys, last night at Beating the Elite, you had the cards stacked against you in an elimination match. And unfortunately, you just didn't seem to come out on top. How did you react to that loss? Oh, you know, McDonald, I... How else am I supposed to? I was proud of that match. I was so happy with what happened because, you, you know what? I, me and the Dylan right here, the two of us, we've only been together for such a short time. And we gave the Dynasty, the BS, a run for their money, I think. I, even after I was eliminated in that match, my partner here went toe-to-toe -to -toe with the best damn tag team in this company. The champions, some of the longest reigning tag team champions, and he laid them out every time the BS got the upper hand. He found a way to fight out of it. He nailed them with upper dickers, running knees. He gave everything he had. But, that's an important but, it wasn't enough. See, the dynasty had a game plan, divide and conquer, and unfortunately, it was effective last night, but that doesn't mean that I've given up on this unlikely alliance. See, I know that if we can get one more chance, one more opportunity, and maybe if we can even those odds a bit, I know that we can show that Chuck and I, we've climbed this division for a reason. We believe that we are the best in this company right now. And I... <laughs> oh, the best the company has to offer, eh? Look, all I'm seeing when I look at you two failures is a bargain bin version of the Canadian crew. Instead of the tall, opposing, seven-foot redwood known as the Lumberjack... You just got this tall, lanky motherfucker right here who likes to punch people in the dick. And instead of a true Canadian hero like Felix Ball, you got a Canadian castaway in the form of Canada Charlie... Oh, wait. Sorry. You're Chuck Tibbs now, right? Gotta say it correctly. I know you get a little antsy when I say it wrong, but you see, I'm sorry, boys, but there's a truth... There's a truth in the world of professional wrestling, and it's a truth that you're about to learn. You see, it doesn't matter how well you do in a match. doesn't matter if, oh, he fought so valiantly throughout the entire match. If you lose, you lose. And it's back to the line. And you two are now firmly sitting in the back seat, allowing the Canadian crew to shine. Oh, really now? Okay, so, uh, Dylan, I think I think old Felix Ball here has a little bit of a point. You know, I think that he brings up some valid facts right here, and you know what? Dylan, I think that we need to move right back to the front of the line, but how, how can we do that? I, 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 I don't know, maybe, maybe... We can kick these two Canadian idiots' teeth down their collective throats. Or maybe 
I just beat them so bad that all of Alberta feels it. Okay, okay, look here, boyos. Why don't we just take a breath for a minute? I know, failing, get you a little bit antsy. Maybe, why don't we just go visit Captain Tibbs and we'll see what he thinks. Oh my god! Tibbs from out of nowhere! Chuck laying out Felix Ball with a big shot to the jaw. And now Dylan, oh, with a big running knee to the face of the lumberjack. And then, wait a minute. Your boy, Tibbs, he's got him by the throat, and he lays out the lumberjack with a huge DD. Tibbs and Dylan and your son have just laid out the Canadian crew in the backstage area. This is horrifying, Tibbs. I'm so proud, Sills. You know what? I don't even think they need to come to me. We already know what's going to happen. All right, well, I guess it's been announced right there next week on JWF Monday Night War. The Dylan and Chuck Tibbs in a Summerfest rematch are going to take on the Canadian crew. And, and Tibbs, I got to say, they were talking about moving to the front of the line. Is the number one contendership on that line? Yep. Uh, well, all right, Tibbs. But, of course, at whoever comes out to win that match, they are going to face off against the men known as the Dynasty, Blake Tanner and Scotty Moore, men who have really put the tag team division on the map, formerly known as the BS. And Tibbs, I gotta be honest, whichever team wins next week, they better be bringing some heat against the Dynasty. What do you think? Mm, the Dynasty has become everything they once fought against, Sills. That's uh, short and long of it. They are using their Advantage in numbers. They're using their extreme amounts of talent and skill in the ring. And they have run roughshod over this particular part of the JWF. And I'm not sure what's going to stop it. That's right. And let's not forget, not only are they tag team champions, but Blake Tanner is also the JWF captain's champion. A, a, a title that he won from the Hammerman just a few months back in what was honestly a, a horrifying match to watch. The entire dynasty all got involved. And now the dynasty are in the ring right now. So let's hear what they have to say in response to uh, response to this match next week. You know, it never it never fails to astound me just how hard the rest of the JWF locker room is willing to work to get a chance to lose to the dynasty. I mean, look at Chuck and Dylan. They did all that work beating down the Canadian crew in the back. I mean, they fought on concrete just to get a chance to face us one more time and fail. You see, it's that ambition that we truly appreciate here in the Dynasty. It's that ambition to keep getting back up no matter how many times you fail. And believe me, whoever wins next week you will fail. Actually, I would go even further than that. I would say you will fail miserably. It is not about the fact that you will fail because we know you will. You will lose and it will be spectacular. Because you don't know who you're going up against when you go up against the Dynasty. It doesn't matter if you face us in a one-on-one -on -one match, two-on-two, three-on-three. We are the best 
trio of men in this company. It doesn't matter how you try to fight us. Head on, sneak attack, try to pincer maneuvers. No matter what tactics you use, what angles you come at us to try to defeat us. No matter how many different plans you make, no matter how long you strategize, no matter what you do, you will lose. We will ruin your plans. We will destroy everything that you have worked so hard to achieve. And we will place our boots on your skulls and knock them into the dirt. And that is why at heck in a sec we... Wait a minute. Tibbs, the lights have gone out. Did you forget to pay the power bill again? What in the world? Not this week. Oh, wait a minute. The lights are back on, and Justin Clouds, one-third of the VWO, he's got Scott Moore by the neck, choking him out on the outside of the ring. The Dynasty looking terrified, the BS trying to rush, but the, the lights, they're back out again. What in the world's happening? Uh-oh. Oh, wait a minute. Tibbs, the lights are back on. Griffin Clouds, the other half of the VWO, he has Scotty Moore held against the guardrail, tying him up. And then, oh, a big super kick to the face. We've got Griffin with Scotty Moore. Justin taking out Scott Moore. That only leaves one member of the dynasty left. Yes, 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 yes. I'm a die. Hail to the king, baby. That's right, Tibbs. There it is. The music of the king of the steel city. The hammer man kicking up. And he's rushing to the ring. And, oh, my God, just tearing off Blake Tanner's head with a big... Hammer, Boot, and Tibbs. We were wondering earlier in the show, but I think we've got our answer as the Hammer Man leans down and he's grabbed it. The JWF Captain's Championship, and I think our king has made his bid. I think it hack in a sec, Tibbs. We are going to see Blake Tanner versus the Hammer Man for the Captain's Championship, and I know you got to be happy about that, Tibbs. Oh, Sills, it's going to be a wild ride if we're still all alive to see it because what happened in that first segment has got me terrified. That's right, Tibbs, but who knows? Maybe Momoa Curry in, in this next week, maybe he can recover his title from the men known as La Flambeau and who knows what's going to happen when the when the uh, Canadian crew face off against Chuck Tibbs and the Dylan, and who knows what's next for the Hammerman. I guess in order to find out, you're going to have to tune in next time to JWF Monday Night War. So, boys, it's been one hell of an episode. Apparently, the world is ending, but who cares? What'd you learn this week? I, I learned that the kingdom is in grave, da grave danger because a fool king has been appointed. <laughs> and, um... I learned that anytime you get Scotty and I in a chat or a room together, we find a way to end the world. Yeah, no matter what, baby, end of the world party, it's happening again. We just fixed the previous end of the world. What the fuck? And I learned... Well, that's our job now. And I learned that really, if you, if you break it down, our heel of the week will most likely be WWE-based, and our face of the week will be AEW-based. Not saying we're a little bit biased, but, you know, it's whatever. TV, so, listen, they don't have TV yet. After AEW has TV, maybe we'll start going there, okay? <laughs> Give me more to work with. Maybe I just don't want to accept it yet. 
For uh, now, though, where could people find you on the internet? You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube. You can find me right here on all of the BS Network podcasts that I do, which is this one and a load of BS. I'm on Twitter at uh, Dick and Stormy, continuing to not post except whenever I harass Scotty for making terrible posts. Oh, yeah, yeah. It happens more than you think. And you can find me on Twitter and harass me at Scotty Mo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Buy all my books on Amazon. And remember to check out all the other BS Network programs online at a load of purebs.com. I just found we just switched uh, podcast hosts. And thanks to that, we may be able to publish a whole lot of new shows. I've got like three podcast ideas, so make sure to go to the website so you guys can find all of the new shows coming your way on the BS Network. So make sure to check all of that out, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Special thanks to Megaran for our theme song, Fighters. And um, also I'm reading that uh, this week SmackDown, Vince was not there, and... It was led by Eric Bischoff, Bruce Pritchard, and Michael Hayes. Interesting pairing. <laughs> Interesting pairing. Name of your sex tape. Yeah. Ding. Uh, and as always, you can find us at alodapurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.alodapurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boys Show Michael Naka. Naka. Naka Zawa. Because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life. <laughs>